podcast. I'm your host, Majori, and I'm so excited to be back, everyone. I'm back podcasting. I went on vacation a couple weeks ago, and immediately when I got back to New York City, it was chaotic, and I just kind of decided to take a little break to regroup from the instant chaos and kind of get back into um, the swing of things, but I have so many awesome guest interviews coming up, and I'm excited to talk about all the magic that's going to be happening this week. And also, I have some incredible things on the horizon for my business, and that is my Tarot 101 class. So once a year, I teach tarot classes, and the way I teach tarot is an immense five-week course that goes over all of the major arcana cards, the minor arcana, and this is infused with astrology, and I'm also going to be using my ebook, Punk Rock Tarot Spreads, in combination with this class. So we get to learn how to read tarot spreads read for others, read for ourselves, and also incorporate astrology into the mix. And it's going to be super fun. And I really love teaching tarot because unfortunately, my journey to learn tarot was not as effortless as you know it is today. And I started reading tarot probably almost eight, nine years ago. And when I started learning, I was taking some classes in person at different places in New York. And I just never felt like I was really mastering the cards the right way. And it was just very all over the place, kind of crazy. And so I really had to learn my own way how to read tarot. And through over the years, I just really gained this really awesome practice. And that's really unique. And I feel now teaching tarot, I just teach in such a effortless and fun, exciting, and easy way for you to really connect with the cards and make them your own and also to infuse it with the astrology that's happening around you or the astrology in your birth chart, or if you know, you're reading a client, how that can also um, be infused into astrology and tarot as well. So definitely take my course. I only teach this once a year. And right now there's an early bird special. So definitely jump on that until April 25th. That's when the special will no longer be available. And classes start May 2nd. Oh, also I just wanted to say like the class structure to accommodate many different time zones. Half of it will be virtual. So I will be pre-recording some of the teaching, some of the lessons you can watch during the week on your own time. And then every Sunday for two and a half hours will be an in-person Zoom um, every week. So we get to meet as a class, talk about the cards, have like more of um, a one-on-one with each other and also just kind of getting to know um, and feel comfortable reading tarot for ourselves and for others. So definitely stay tuned for more announcements on the course. Um, Right now it's available on my website if you want to purchase and register for the course. And yeah, I'm really excited to teach this. Again, I only teach this once a year. So definitely jump on it if you really want to learn tarot in a very effortless and easy way that will help you master these cards and get you to be a really confident tarot reader. So with that being said, let's get into... The astrology of the week. So this Aries season has been very busy and it's been very long because usually Aries season for me always goes by so fast, but it's literally something has been happening each day. (laughs) And I feel like we're just very in tune with the energy because we have so much to do right now. But on April 
20th on Tuesday this week, we're going to be having a change of pace with Taurus season beginning. So we are shifting to this calmer, more chill vibe that Taurus brings. The first planet to actually go into Taurus last week was Venus. So we're already starting to feel like a softer heart, kind of like, you know, let's just chill a little bit and, you know, settle down from this Aries fire. And with that being said, moving to a more slower pace, we are going to be having another transit on Friday, April 23rd. Mars is going into Cancer until June 11th. So this is a long transit and it's going to be highlighting our fourth house because Cancer rules the fourth house of family, of your relationship with your mother, your psychic abilities of the home. So we're really going to be slowing down and changing pace, allowing ourselves to really get in tune with our feelings thinking about our family, thinking about our home life and our creative psychic abilities. We need to ask ourselves during this transit, what are we feeling out? Where does our intuition want us to go? Like what insight are we getting regarding our home, regarding our location? And this energy will really be rooted to the family. We could be spending time with family. We might be traveling to see family or maybe family is going to be coming into our home. And even relationships, relationship with your mother or a mother figure in your life or a mentor can really be highlighted at this time. Either, you know, there could be some friction or some drama happening with that relationship because Mars is about action and kind of war and it could be a little bit of hostility. So it's kind of like, well, where's some energy movement happening in your relationships and how is that affecting your home life, your psychic abilities? Are you really inclined right now to be thinking about you know movement do you want to move to a new location are you seeking you know relocating or are you just trying to have a more peaceful environment in your home are you thinking about redecorating or you know maybe you need to go through a lot of old things from the past because the fourth house also rules heritage and family and ancestry so it is kind of like well maybe you're going even through your own past like unboxing old childhood memories or, you know, finding things um, about your family that you never knew before. And it's kind of given you a newfound curiosity into your roots, into your background, into your ancestry. And it could be just a lot of, yeah, family matters, uh, maybe wanting to spend more time with family, move closer with family. And even cancer is really connected to work. So how can you be more emotionally secure in your work environment. Maybe if you are working from home, just having like a better home office or trying to find a way to create some sense of work-life balance and boundaries within the home. Or even you might just realize if you are working in person, still in a corporate field, that this isn't for you. Like you wanna be more connected with home. You wanna be more connected with your family. And the fourth house, Cancer rules the moon. so thinking about fertility, thinking about children, kind of maybe weighing different fertility options, thinking about your future in a sense of like, what kind of legacy do you want to have for, you know, yourself and for your family? Like, how will you be remembered by? Also, mending family issues. There can be, as I mentioned before, some family drama that needs to be mended. Um, and so just a lot of healing work in this area of our lives right now. And it's kind of not settling and just really questioning things. It's like, is this really what you want for yourself and how you influence? Are you influenced by your family in the family history positively? Or 
Is it time for you to break some curses, break some family patterns, break some cycles? Is it up to you to do that work? And also, this is a great time to connect and learn about your spirit guides um, and, you know, asking those questions. You know, are your grandparents getting older? Are your parents getting older? Is it time for you to ask those questions and write down and document the history of your family so those stories are not forgotten? And also, this transit just really wants you to spend time at home. Like, I know the world is trying to get back out there, trying to be more extroverted, but, you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty going on with, um, you know, COVID and this pandemic and everything. So it's kind of like, you know, it is okay to stay at home. Like you're not missing out by staying at home. Like your home can be a very beautiful place of refuge. So it's kind of taking that time to stay grounded. You know, allow yourself to feel grounded. Allow yourself to call a place a home. Allow yourself to feel at home and create a new life for yourself. Envision a new future for yourself. So that's kind of the energy that's going to be happening during this transit with Mars and Cancer. And not all of it is going to be like love and light energy. Most of it is going to kind of be pushing you through agitation, through frustration, um, to kind of provide more of a sense of peace for yourself. It's kind of like you're moving towards peace away from things that you don't want. And if you're feeling agitated, if you're feeling unhappy, if you're questioning certain things in your life, like your career, your home, your family, if this is like what you really want, you know, that's the transit telling you like you're right on track. You need to be questioning these things. These things are coming up for a reason because like what's going on in your life, you're reaching for more. It might not be good enough for you. So you need to continue on that quest. So keep moving forward. And the chariot card in tarot, the major arcana card, it rules cancer. So kind of like thinking about this energy, Mars and cancer, like moving on to something new, but you're guided by your intuition to make these choices. And the movement is not going to be as fast and crazy as Aries season or even Gemini. It's going to be a little bit slower, but it's going to make sure you make the right choices. All right. So the tarot card of the week and the tarot card I chose this week was not so much a personal poll, but a collective one. And the card I chose this week is the strength card. So the past couple of weeks, I've been reading a lot of clients and the majority of my clients have been pulling the strength card. And this has been showing up either reversed or upright equally. So definitely I wanted to highlight this and why it is such a stalker card collectively for all of us. So strength is a tarot card that is the ruler of Leo. And it's about having emotional strength over physical strength to help you conquer any adversity on your path forward into the unknown. So this card is also about patience. And sometimes we want to just go, 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 go in life. And we get frustrated when we do not see instant results. So, you know, Leos actually really do have a very hard time with the strength card energy, which is why the strength card is their medicine, because they do not like doing the grunt work. They like to see a lot of instant success. And they have a lot of people that kind of help them get that. But they do kind of give up easily sometimes instead of pushing through the long haul, like a Capricorn would, kind of like pushing through that grunt work and, you know, the friction. Um, so Leos like tend to sometimes get very frustrated with this energy and sometimes give up or they move around and switch to something else that's a little bit more exciting and fulfilling so they don't have to wait around. So it's kind of like definitely that energy of like the universe is you know, kind of telling you to wait right now. The universe is kind of like, I know times might be frustrating and hard, but there's a plan. Like I have a plan for you. And we need to always remember that the universe is working behind the scenes in our life. 
to make our dreams a reality. So we really need to trust the process. And the strength card is kind of like having an act of faith in yourself. It's like, can you hold it out? Can you wait to see what the universe is going to provide for you and not give up in your vision, in your dreams? And we need to surrender in the knowing that the universe has our back. The universe always has our back. And, you know, we always say this, like, I'm so glad this thing didn't happen or I'm so glad this thing worked out the way that it did because you kind of see the whole circle and the whole plan that the universe has been initiating from the beginning. But you kind of want to see that completion come to fruition, but you can only get that reward and see the results when you are patient in the process. Also, the strength card really wants you to know what you want and ask yourself, you know, is this what I want? Is this what I've been dreaming of? Or am I just being distracted by something because it's exciting for this moment? And we need to ask ourselves to not just move around just to move around. Like, don't be recklessly creating little fires everywhere. You know, sometimes it's okay to leave the matches at home and just kind of exist and, you know, get inspired by the world around you by being more open instead of just being so focused and trying to be productive. And we need to have clear goals and make sure we are really wanting the results of what we are trying to create. And I think that's something very important that Taurus season is going to really be offering us because we've been starting a little fires <laughs> everywhere we go with this Aries energy. And we have been since the beginning of this year. And now we're kind of in this sign of calmness and peace and in connection with Mars and Cancer. We're really going to be questioning, well, was that fire necessary or how can I make this little fire a bonfire, you know? So... You will get what you want in time. Just enjoy the calm softness before the storm because once things get moving again, we will be begging for relaxation and quiet. We'll be begging for peace. So kind of savor this moment because this is kind of like this Taurus energy is saying it's like it's kind of, you know, calmness before the storm, like coupled with the strength. And it's like, do you have the strength to hold it out? But also, do you have the strength that you might actually get what you want and you have to deal with the consequences in that? So just kind of enjoy the slower moments of life and, you know, just don't even have to do anything about it. If you want to just take a nap, take a nap. If you want to spend a whole evening just watching Netflix and being on your phone, like that's totally fine. It's like take quiet moments, take quiet weekends or mini trips um, to allow yourself a peace of mind. And also this card is about endurance. It's about persevering through difficult times and situations. And I always say that the strength card is a warning sometimes because it's kind of telling you that an emotional hard situation might be coming up and you need to rely um, on how strong you are because this is not your first storm in life and you will have many more to go through so it's not going to be your last and you know it's just kind of like you've made it this far congratulate yourself chill enjoy and trust that the universe is making everything happen on your behalf you don't really have to put so much work stress, time, and energy and what you want if you, you know, have done um, your part. So that's the strength card. And if you've been seeing the strength card, if you're pulling for yourself, this is my, uh, this might be kind of like an interpretation of what it might mean for you. And just kind of see how the strength card inspires your life and create a relationship with this card. And that's kind of how we have to treat all of our cards. It's kind of like treating it as a relationship and let the wisdom come through to you when it wants to, to come. 
Okay, so the crystal of the week. So this episode, I'm going to be answering some of your crystal questions. If you have any crystal questions for me, please message me, and I'll be happy to answer them on the podcast. So I'm only going to be answering some of the crystal questions because you have flooded my DMs with so many questions, and I'm really excited to see that so many people are interested in crystals. So every week, I'm going to be just kind of answering and going through some of your questions. So one of the questions I got was, is it true that some crystals cannot be next to each other? So for me personally, I don't like to limit my practice and spirituality or my knowledge and enhancement with my tools. And I kind of just go by the thought that you can do what you want to do with your magical tools. And for me, I don't subscribe to the belief that you can't have certain crystals next to each other. I'm sure you can go on Google and research and find a bunch of mixed interpretations of what crystals can be next to each other and what can't because of, you know, blah, blah, blah. But for me, I don't believe in that. I find that the crystals will tell you where they like to go. And, you know, kind of like having that crystal telepathy, that's what I call it, like making that connection and they'll let you know like you'll feel the energy if like you're really in tuned with the tools that you have you can create a language with them so I personally I put crystals like next to whomever like I personally don't care because I'm all about the aesthetics and I also find that certain chakra crystals like to be next to each other so for example like lower chakra crystals like the root sacral and solar plexus Those crystals are mostly a lot of reds, oranges, yellows, browns, black. And just with color therapy alone, it just looks good to put them all together. So that's kind of what I do sometimes. It looks good. It feels good. And it's just kind of like connecting the lower chakras together, feel good. So sometimes I have that kind of arrangement on my altar I also know that my rose quartz, they kind of all like to be together. So I have a rose quartz altar and I'm also like a rose quartz whore. So I have so much rose quartz. So I like to put my rose quartz all kind of by each other and they like it. Like it feels really good when I go into that part of my apartment and I see all them kind of together. But yeah, I mean, you can definitely, you know, do your research with different crystal combos Especially if you're doing a crystal grid, I think that's a little bit more intense and you might want to just kind of keep certain crystals by each other if you're trying to manifest something with like intentional. But I'm all for like, just listen to your intuition. If you want a crystal to go next to each other, you know, put them next to each other. I think all positive attributes of crystals just enhance each other. So it's kind of like, hey, I have something to offer and you might have something to offer. And that's kind of how you know, magic works. It's like all of our tools can be used simultaneously together. So why not just kind of, you know, put crystals next to each other and see where they like to go. Okay, so the second question, this is kind of in connection to the first one, but what is the best way to use crystals? Wear them, have them on your altar, etc. So in my opinion, all of the above. I think it's up to your own personal taste, what type of crystal that you like and in what form. You know, one is not better than the other. For example, I'm not really into jewelry and I do not wear jewelry much. So I'm not into crystal pendants or, you know, crystal jewelry unless it is very minimal. The only crystal jewelry I own that I intentionally wear are my pyrite studs from Luna Nort. Um, And that's actually it. So 
you know, some people love crystal jewelry. They always have like a pendant on them um, or bracelets, whatever. And they think, you know, that's really helpful for them. And I think that's awesome. It's just personally, like, I'm not going to be wearing, you know, a lot of jewelry because I just don't really care for jewelry that much. There are so many forms of crystals. And again, it is based off of what you like. You really have to shop for crystals as you would furniture. That's what I tell people because your crystals are investments and will outlive you potentially and might be passed down to your family. Like literally, I'm going to have my crystals in my will one day. So definitely, you know, make sure you really connect with them. Make sure it's what you like. Just don't buy something um, or, you know, do something because that's what other people are doing or that's what you heard was like the best thing to do. It's like, no, like it's all based off of your intuition and your own personal aesthetic. Like me personally, I am not a raw crystal girl. Like I prefer polished stones. I like things to be really pretty. I like a lot of rainbows in my crystals. Like my aesthetic and like the crystals that I buy are like gorgeous. Like of course everyone, you know, has their own type of what beauty is and that's the cool part of crystals. But it's just like I gravitate towards something a little bit differently. But that's just because I like what I like. And, you know, different forms of crystals, like having it independent, having it, in a raw form or a spear, it's not going to diminish or enhance the power of the crystal. It's just a different appearance. And that's just if like anything in life too. Like same with like plants or, you know, if you're listening to music on huge speakers based to listening it to them on like a record player or your ear pods, like it's not going to diminish the work. It's just you're listening to it or like you're, you're being receptive to it in a different way. So that's how crystals are. Um, in terms of placement in your home, it is also up to you. I have crystals literally everywhere in my home. I have them under my pillow. I have them on my dresser, in my bathroom, in my kitchen, even on my desk at work. <laughs> but I say the more crystals, like the more the crystals are integrated in your home, in your space, the better. Like I always have them in my purse every day. I have a crystal in my wallet right now. Like definitely... I don't leave the house without crystals, personally. That's just my own practice as well. So, you know, you kind of just have to do what's best for you. There's nothing that is, like, more powerful than something else because this is all based off of interpretation and intuition. And you'll connect with your crystals differently than some, than some people might connect with theirs. And that's totally fine. Again, you have to do what works for you. Okay, so music of the week. Um, I want to talk about my Aries season playlist because I wasn't able to hype it up um, for most of the season because I was kind of uh, MIA from the podcast for a while. But I have my Aries season playlist full of bangers. It's so awesome. Um, some bands I have on there are the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. I have the Slits, Slater Kidney, Downtown Boys, Sonic Youth, Excuse 17. <laughs> Shame, Chastity Bell, PJ Harvey, of course, Eggdite Sig, Idols, of course, so much Idols is on this album. The Dead Weather, Jenny Beth, like I have Bikini Kill, I have like all the greats. Um, I have a little bit of Missy Elliott in there, <laughs> the New York Dells, like I got it. I got you covered for the Aries season playlist like I usually do with my Zodiac playlist. So definitely head over to my Spotify at The Punk Priestess and you can follow all of the astrological playlist. So it's really fun. An album that I am totally in love with and like so excited about is Lena Del Rey's 
Clem Charles over the country club. Complete beautiful piece of work. Genius. Like I'm just so fascinated by everything that she does. She's just so talented and all the songs are just so beautiful. And I have to say, this is probably my second favorite Lana Del Rey album. My first one is Ultraviolence. So <laughs> Ultraviolence will always be king. But definitely, I really love um, Clem Charles. And I think everyone needs to listen to it. It's just so gorgeous and beautiful. And it's very tourist energy. I mean, it's like it's like tourist season going into cancer season. Like, that's the vibe I get. It's just very, like, summer like early summer vibes and it's just gorgeous. It just reminds me of like warm sunshine in the afternoon on a summer day. So definitely listen to Lana's new album. My favorite songs are White Dress, Dark But Just a Game, For Free, which features Zella Day and Wise Blood, who I'm the hugest Wise Blood fan, if you know. So I'm so excited that she was able to make an appearance on this album because she is just phenomenal. But yeah, so that's it for this Magic Monday episode. And I also have my dear friend Crystal that I interviewed. So if you want to listen to the next episode of this podcast, I have an interview with my friend Crystal from Ultra Magica and we just talk about all the things and me and Crystal, you know, we are, she's part of my own personal company. Like we hang out with each other in New York city and she's just amazing. And one of my dear friends. So definitely check out the next podcast episode. And Oh, I almost forgot to say, um, definitely, uh, head over to my website. If you want to book a reading with me, because my reading prices are going to be going up. Um, next month on May 1st. So if you want to book a reading for May, I'm only booking for May right now. Uh, definitely head over to my website and book at the current price because prices will be going up. And I also just want to quickly say for a lot of tarot readers or just, you know, witches in the community who are hesitant about raising their prices, you need to start thinking of the value of your craft and how much time and attention and knowledge that you have to offer this world and how much healing um, you have to offer to give to others. And we really need to stop, um, you know, shaming money or not valuing our work and our time and energy. And, you know, just like any other um, business, any other um, offering in another industry or field, you would expect certain prices. And I think we need to kind of dismantle this idea that divination readings or, you know, just witchy stuff needs to be cheap because it's not fair to the creator. It's not fair to us witches. And it's just also kind of like um, a smack in the face to our craft. And, you know, people really should be valuing the wisdom that we have to offer and the magic that we create. And, you know, do not feel shame around pricing and like having higher prices because you really have to know your own value and, believe in what you're doing. So that's just my little, you know, note I wanted to end on. So definitely, you know, this is a heads up for, um, you know, booking for tail readings and pendulum readings about pricing. And also I'm just going to remind everyone that the early bird special ends on April 25th for my tarot 101 course. So definitely um, head over and register for that. I only do this once a year. So who knows in 2022, 
when my schedule will align to do this. So if you've ever wanted to learn tarot and you've been wanting to learn tarot for a long time, do not hold off on this offering and you know what to do. So thank you so much. It's been a lovely week and uh, I'm excited to see what is happening uh, with the cosmos for next week. So bye everyone. Mm -hmm.